Taylor Heineke gets signed. Yep. Uh, Two-year deal. Um, everybody was going a little bit crazy saying, oh, wow, it's great that he's there. But I almost related to, like Jamal was saying, to Davis Bertans. He had 54 good games and he gets rewarded. Uh, Heineke had one good game. He gets rewarded with with not starter money, but for him it's obviously a nice mm-hmm. chunk of change and he has some sort of security. But your thoughts on signing Heineke, who said that he is – been told that he will be able to compete for the starting job your thoughts on that yeah and i'm fine with that i think uh you know for a million dollars guaranteed and look if he if he if he ends up earning the eight four million a year that means he's had a hell of a good year with all the incentives and, he, right. and he's had to play and he's had a good year so i'm okay with the million dollars i think that's fine backup money i want uh, i have no problem with him being in the room same with kyle allen uh guys that if need to go in the game you go in the game but i know everybody you know Look, there was a reason Kyle, that Ty, Taylor Heineke was in school three weeks before the end of the season. Okay, exactly. and I don't somebody's exactly. wrong. So that's how I'm. Go- that's what I'm going with. Is it good to have a solid guy like that? Yes, along with Kyle Allen, and in case they need to go into the season with these two, I don't know. I really don't think they know what they want right now or what they're mm-hmm. going to do because you're waiting on Alex Smith. You'd hope that Alex makes the right decision and retires. If not, is Ron going to be the guy? To have to tell him, look, you're done. We're moving on from you. I don't think Ron wants to do that, but I don't think yeah. he'll have a problem doing it. No, I uh, think the push comes to shove. He has no problem doing that whatsoever. Yeah. And it also, signing Heineke was out of necessity. You just mentioned Alex Smith, who we hope just rides off into the sunset. You have <laughs> Kyle Allen, who just really started walking yep. without a boot. So that's uncertainty, how healthy he'll be. And Stephen Montez is a practice squad, maybe development, maybe not. So you had to have somebody in the building, somebody on the books, but you're not, they they have, they're going to be aggressive because you're not going to get these list of names that could be possibly either sign a deck or you could trade for Russell Wilson, Watson, Star, Darnold. I mean, these names are out there and I'm I'm not going to mention wins because I'm not a big fan of his. But you have a list of these guys that could be had for the right price. You're not going to see that much often. And if you if they think they're as close as they think they say they think they are, then you're going to swing for the fences with these guys. Mm-hmm. But they're going to do it responsibly. But they will be in on it. So this this is not the end all be all. And then it's no, I think, I think they're going to be in on. I, yeah, I if they were in on Stafford, uh, yeah. you know reportedly then then that's fine if if, and i believe what ron said last week when he was talking with marty and martin about you know you don't want to mortgage the future if it makes sense you do it fine but you don't want you're not going to mortgage the future i mean i'm not giving up chase young and any quarterback deal i don't care i'm just not doing it Mm. um so uh, you know i have no problem with them being in on all of them and if it works out it works out i don't you know they 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 called and inquired about donald if they're in on Sam Darnold, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I feel about Derek Carr. I mean, what is what's it going to cost you to get to get right. one of those guys? Um, you know, I don't. If if you know, I know Chi was talking. Uh, 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 who was Chi telling me? Who did you want the other day, Chi? We were talking about quarterbacks. I uh, in the draft, I want draft. in that spot. Mac Jones, I think, is probably oh, the Jones. most feasible. Yeah. Jesus, here we go with that again. I want <laughs> Justin Fields. I just don't think he's going to be there. So it's you know, a matter you know of. What? But, what, okay, let's, how, how, about this? how about they don't, let, let's say they mm. kick the tires on all these veterans, you know, and maybe see what's going on with Dak. 
if that doesn't take place now would you be opposed to a trey lance oh not at all i like trey lance's game and, I think and, he does both. Yep. and couple him with uh a one-year stop gap maybe a cam mariota bridgewater fitzpatrick and just let everybody go at it and if yes. lance earns the job then cool then you have depth at the position and you had you can throw fitz magic in you know what he'll do for you every once in a while and then you have allen and heineken alec and you know, you don't have to force them into actually coming off this injury just in case they don't get one of these big names. Yes, I am totally for that. Um, even a Kyle Trask out of Florida. I think yeah. that he's got a big arm and I like his game there. So you have options. I don't think Zach Wilson's making it all the way down to 19. So no. Um, and maybe not even Trey Lance with the style of game he's playing. And like he'd had a year off where he's not taking all of these hits and um. I, I'm, I think I'm 19, a, he might be available in 19 if the rush goes on Fields and, and all those other guys and, and Wilson, they'll probably be gone. Yeah, There's probably going to be a rush there that may, unless somebody wants to pull the trigger on Lance earlier, he may easily get pushed down to 19. Yeah. We thought Dwayne Haskins was going to maybe be a top yeah. 10 pick, and he ended up falling to Washington at 15. And, uh, exactly. You know, sometimes you just swing and miss with these predictions. I was wrong on that one. I thought Washington got a steal there, but uh I did too, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Got a steal with who? Haskins. Haskins at the time. Oh, 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 oh. At the time at the I, what do you say? What do you say? The league done messed up. Yeah. Well, he he done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how do our uh, wizards look? Um, Jesus, we're recording exactly. We're recording this on uh, Thursday. It's been a long week, by the way, and uh, we got word that Bradley Beal is not going to play against the Knicks tomorrow because of rest. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not a back-to-back, -back, even though the team is six and sixteen, right. even though it's a winnable game, <laughs> even though he's twenty-seven years of age, even though really it's only about what two and a half hours. You gotta you gotta be right. out there. Right. Realistically, you're only playing for about an hour. I cannot take it anymore. And the fact that people are defending this maneuver is even more mind-boggling than ever before. The challenge and the, uh, uh, the wording to this franchise should be, are you effing kidding me? Well, you are 6-16. Six and 16. Your coach just went on a radio station and said, we got to get better. We got to be better. We only practice 15 minutes because we got all these games ahead of us. And, oh, by the way, we're going to arrest one of our players who makes $40 million. It is beyond ridiculous. I don't think it's his call. us right now. I don't think it's Scott's call. I don't, I don't think Scott's happy about it. What do you think? I don't need to be happy about anything. Is it Tommy Shepard? Get the hell out of here. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Like, and that's fine. But look, if he's being told to, if Russell's like, I'm resting every other day. Bale's going to rest now. You got this. I mean, I, he probably wants to get out of here. But I mean, who's making this decision? It, it's. You know what? It, it, to me, that sounds like a Dan Schneider decision coming from Leontis. It and could come from Dan. Maybe Dan called up Ted and was like, "Look, here's how you run things. Your star well, needs to fit." Well, you know what? It, it's it's <laughs> odd because right now, to me, uh, Brooks is Jay Gruden. Yeah, We've I think that's a good the end of this road. I like you it. Think so? I kind of think that's we, a good comp. Yeah, we we see where this we, is going. Yeah, we 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 you had your time, and right he don't need to, he don't need to go now. He needs to go right now. 
Okay, but what are you going to do then with this rod? What is, with this team? Bertans can't do. He can't. He There's can't, nothing he can't you can do. do. What are you going to do with this team right now? Who's going to coach this team? Roster wise, you can't do anything. You, you're pretty. You're stuck with who you have. You don't have the assets to go get anybody. So the move that you can make right now is part ways with Brooks, who should not be coaching the team after the All Star break. Let Robert Pack interim the rest. And then you start your 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 your, search, your coach search, but there's nothing you can do with this roster the way it is right now, especially with the cap, and you don't have many resources. So why are you? you sometimes it's going to be. I don't think Shep is going to be around much longer if they're serious about making a run at Masai Ujiri again. Oh, you're not. He's not getting rid of Tommy Shepard right now. And look. Ted doesn't cut, pay people not to coach. He's not firing Brooks. You know what? Right. And we talked about I, I, this last week, George. Yeah. But the if you look at the difference of the patience he has with the Wizards as opposed to the Caps, he's gotten rid of but much better coaches with the Caps as he's had to deal with over here with the Wizards that he has patience with. He got rid of McPhee. But he let Ernie sit around him for 16 years. I think McPhee, I think that was a that was almost a mutual thing. I think he just that was like the end of the road there. Right. But my point is <clears throat> and they brought, and the brought trot, him more winners than losers. The trots thing, they know he screwed that up from the beginning, and then they just right. he pissed off with uh uh McCle- not McClellan, who's who coached last year. Uh oh, what is his name? Oh uh, yeah. reared in. Yeah, what's oh, yeah, reared in. He was bad. Reared, oh, reared in. Oh my god. He was but bad. There seems to be more, <laughs> more patience hanging with the mediocrity from the Wizards as opposed to he's got a very short leash with people on the cap side. Yeah, I wonder yeah. why that is. I mean, you know, is that's, one that's organization right bringing in more money? It just has more of his attention. Right. Um, I, I, I don't really know why that would be the case. I don't either. I mean, he was a hockey guy first. Maybe right. he did. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Well, maybe that maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's his firstborn. Maybe he has he wants the best. And with the other one coming along, I guess you get a little more patient. You know, as you guys have 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 more than one child. So the first one, you might have been, you know, a little more assertive, and then you you have more patience when the second, the third one comes along. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So, Joe, you you really think that Brooks should be able to? I don't think it, no matter what he does, even if he finishes the season, I don't think he's back. There's uh, nothing he can do that's going to change this. Yeah. They get the team in the playoffs. He's coming back. But but here's how? How? Huh? Yeah, if they go to the playoffs, he might come back just because of the epic comeback nature of this deficit that they're in now. I, you know what? I think they did. Him I don't know job. enough. I don't know enough around the guy from inside to know how uh, if it's yeah. guys not responding to him or the guys just just suck right now. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you get behind by twenty points, but then you know every game seems to, with the exception of a couple, seems to be you know close. And you know what games those are? The ones without number four on the floor. Exactly. Now, Frank, as of last night, they are now two mm-hmm. and thirteen with him. Still four and three without him. Right. So th- th- this is what goes, George, for me with Shepard. Now, that was his first big move. 
uh, it's not looking, it's not aging well. Mm-mm. No, Who's I don't know. Who's move, 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 move was that? I don't think that's Shepard's move. Who's, whose move was it? He's a GM, isn't he? The wall move? That came from the top. Eh. You don't think so? Right. I don't. I, I can't dispute it. I don't know. It it, it it could have. But my whole point is, you know, with I that. that started, so I think Ted got fed up when everything started being surfacing, and I think that came from the top. I don't do you, know. Do you think he regressed that now, seeing <laughs> you held on to Wall for two years? Yeah. He didn't play. So instead of waiting to see what you had when he got back, because you presume that, you know, the big issue was, is he going to be healthy enough? Well, so far he's been healthier than the guy you traded for. That's my question. So my question would be this, and I would would ask, want to know on the inside, what, what was the tipping point since you're right? You waited this long. Why not wait now at this point, if you were going to be done with him, why wait? Why do it now when he's actually back and ready to step back on the floor? And he's he looks like himself again. Because at the bottom line, the only one you were going to get, the only trade was going to happen was going to be Rustbook, right? Because of the contract. They're the only guy in the league you could have traded for John Wall. Yeah, because yeah. their contracts are almost identical. Right, and that hasn't changed since last, two year, last year, two years ago. I, I, you know, I, I don't know where you go with this team at this point. The only logical move right now, the, if you're going to make any sort of a change, it's going to be a coaching change. You're stuck with what this lineup is. So you make a change. You hope that you can bring some energy into them by doing that. But that's still a Band-Aid. There's still a lot left to be done. And the cap situation still isn't great, even with Mahini gone. See, my thing is, we talked about this last week, and to me, it still holds true when you're giving up nearly 150 points a game. Isn't <laughs> and George? I mean, you're you're a basketball coach. I mean, is it as simple as defense is effort and attitude, and they just don't have it? And where does that come from? The guy leading you, the coach. I mean, enough is enough with this horrendous defense. I know last I know last night they were hitting a lot of threes, but come on. It's, 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 if you're playing, if you're, I think it's as simple as this, and Frank, you're a baller too. It's as simple as, if you're playing man-to-man defense, it is as simple as effort and communication, okay? Even if you're playing a zone defense, which you don't see much in, it's still effort and communication. It's about wanting, you have to want to, you have to want to play defense. It is effort for me. Right? Am I wrong? No, you know, you're absolutely right. But here's the other thing, too. It's where you've got a head coach who does not emphasize, hey, you know what? If you don't play defense, you're getting yanked and not playing. That's the problem because no messages are ever sent. There's rarely ever any discipline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's, There's no reward to guys who actually compete on that end. Like, as much as uh, Wagner struggles in terms of his athleticism. Uh, at least he gives you that want, and he tries to take charges. Mm. Did you know that Rui Hachimura, did you hear that stat the other day? Which one is it? Are you ready for this? How many How many charges do you think Rui Hachimura has taken in his career? <laughs> charges. Oh, no. yeah, after he took the one on his birthday. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two in a year and a half in the NBA, right? 
Well, so it goes back to what Georgie is saying. It's, yeah. it's yeah. you are you're making it easier on yourself by not competing, and that's what drives me crazy. It's a decision that you make because when you set a standard that nobody is really looking over your shoulder, emphasizing what should be emphasized, and you're not worried about being taken out for that, uh, then that's a problem. I will say this, Georgie, and you know this as a basketball coach. What's incredible to me is, and we've talked about this at length, they'd have so many coaches on that roster on that staff 22 if you if if you are playing 22 if you're playing the wizards all you have to do right is either get them to be broken down defensively like one time Mm -hmm. or make them overplay one time and you have an open shot it's like it's stunning so you say one night oh well they hit a lot of threes well it's because they are wide open Mm -hmm. and they never make the adjustment so to your point, it's like one night they should just be like, you know what? Never switch. Stick with your man the whole time and let's see what happens. And yet they never do that. And they get paid millions of dollars to do this. And yet we can see it from 50 miles away. Hey, hello. All you have to do is just this one thing and it may actually result in something. And that's the thing. It doesn't seem like it's rocket science. It's not It's not complex. There's yeah. nothing that's being done on a basketball court that nobody that you haven't done since you were six or seven years old. I mean, guys are open. You cover it. You switch. You communicate. That's it. I don't understand it. And maybe it's as simple as us. I don't – or maybe it's like, you know, we're sitting back and saying, come on, it can't be Mm -hmm. as simple as one little adjustment. But it it is. It is, dude. It is. You know what? We all played it at some level, everybody on this show. How much have past coaches – you don't give up the baseline. Baseline the next defender. You do not give you it up. Do not give up the baseline. Because just like you said, George, you use the out of bounds mark. That is an extra defender. They do not guard the baseline for anything. And and it's the, it's uh, what's so frustrating about it is it seems to be simple things. Yeah. You know, simple things that you learn playing rec league or you learn anything going up through the years. Those are some of the f- fundamental things that you learn. And George, you weren't on the last one, but my thing about Bertans, yeah, is if you're not hitting, if yeah. you if you're here to hit threes and you're off, I was always taught to, and you probably tell your kids the same thing, and Frank, they probably told you and she the same thing. Affect the game somehow, yeah. Whether it's defensively, yeah. whether it's rebounds, whether it's assists. Whether it's making hustle plays, if you're off, and it's not, and just not your night, <laughs> everybody is just not your day. But you find another way to affect the game, and for all the money they gave him, if he's not hitting threes from Waldorf, then you know he's not doing anything. Eighty-four million dollar off night. For a one-trick pony. He's literally a one-trick pony. Boy. And if you can't do that trick, then what are you? Yeah. Here's, the thing. Here's the thing. Like I, I all you hear everybody in the offseason, they had to do this. They had to pay no, it. Right. I know. I know. You know what? The, the thing with me, and we talked about this last week, but the thing that's bothering me about this whole narrative about his uh conditioning, dog, you opted out. Yeah. You Play right. in the bubble and you were healthy. Yeah. Bill had a shoulder injury. Okay, he opted out. But 
he that hasn't stopped him from doing anything this season. So why are you so you 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 opted out because you wanted to get your payday? You got your payday. So what are you doing? Are you Albert Hainsworth? What are you doing? You got paid, so you got comfortable. So what 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 does that mean? You you, you don't have your legs. Well, what you been doing in summertime? Mm-hmm. Laying up and spending. Yeah, and that's like, and that's like with James Harden. And he's starting him, hoping to get him going. And someone asked Brooks about his his conditioning and how does he how does he get back in? He goes, well, he plays like you you play. But it shouldn't be an issue. I know it shouldn't be. I mean, look look at LeBron, and 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 LeBron is a, he he's a freaking nature. But I'm just talking about people that went all the way through the bubble, played the extra time, and they're still going. What is your excuse? Because you don't do but one thing. The Lakers had the shortest offseason. They have not missed a game. Those guys haven't missed a game. Exactly. I know. Exactly. But this fella got paid to shoot free. And you're off, but you're blaming your – you should – Fred, you said it last week. You should always be in shape. You're a professional. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is your job. Yeah. And you got a raise, a big raise. And you're going to say that, oh, I, I'm, I'm out of shape. Why? Because you voluntarily did not play? the hell are you talking about? Hey, uh, Chion, uh, did the Terps, I don't think they make the NCAA tournament. Do you? It's a major, major stretch coming up right here because they do have mm-hmm. a number of wins against top 25 opponents on the road. But yep. for wins like that, you have losses to, uh, you know, against teams like Penn State who are on the bottom of the uh, Big Ten. But this is the toughest conference along with the Big 12 in college basketball. I think if they finish 500 the rest of the way and win a couple games in the Big Ten, at least let's say one game in the Big Ten tournament, maybe two, um, that should get them in, in my opinion, because Rutgers losing helps to Iowa because Iowa's a sure thing, but Rutgers isn't. Michigan State sucking helps. Um, <laughs> but And it's just tough competition in the Big Ten. So I just think a lot of teams are going to get in, and I think Maryland probably is one of them. And look, the only the real bad the, the loss that I you know have an issue with, of course, is the Penn State one. But I mean, you know, they play. They're not that bad, even. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm... So, I know, but they you know scored fifty points in that game. I mean, it, that's yeah. how about this? That's a game after you you upset Purdue at home. You have to win that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you got to carry um, that momentum. And and I know they're like on the bubble. They're on the bubble right now. And you look at the the quad wins they have. Yeah, you got four against top twenty five. Nobody else really has that. And you have three Big Ten teams in the top six this week. So the league is just right. unbelievable. But now they get that that second round coming through with the the teams that aren't as ranked. So if they don't take care of business there, then they don't deserve to be in. But if you win those games that you should, then I still think they got a, they got a shot. I think the Big Ten is, like she said, said uh, to me, hands down, that is the toughest division. It's crazy. Toughest conference in the, in the country right now. Yeah, 17. 17- Twenty-five. When you lose games, nine times out of ten, you're losing to a ranked team. Mm-hmm. So, and he, th- those four wins against ranked team, th- that's on the road. Yeah, three so of them. Yeah. If you make a, a bit of a run, because if you make a run in maybe two games, two games to try to just solidify your position, but nine times out of ten, you will have beaten at least one more ranked team. Right. And the ACC is off. Mm-hmm. They're down. Kentucky is down. Duke is down. North Carolina. So crazy. You have to look at the Big Ten as 
people used to look at the ACC. And when you have the, the toughest conference in the country, in my opinion, you are allowed to have more teams in the dance than anybody else because they're going up against tougher competition. And then when you look at signature wins, so far they've got them. They've got a lot more, like she said, than a lot of other teams that are probably have better records in other conferences. But if you can string some wins together and maybe get a win or two in the Big Ten, that in the conference, that conference tournament, that should, that may be ease you over the hump a little bit. Right now, they're on the fence, but they still have, there's this argument to be made. They can help their case in the next, in, in, in the coming games, in the coming weeks, and in the Big Ten conference tournament. But right now, you you can't just turn a blind eye to those four wins against the regular opponents because that's just not a common thing across the, the, the board in the country. And they've got Minnesota this weekend, who they beat already on the road. They're at home. Mm-hmm. Then you have Nebraska, Rutgers, Michigan State, Northwestern. Can those somebody four games are win- those four games are winnable. And then well, you've got, after Minnesota. We got Penn State at the end of the year. So uh, the rest of the games are winnable. There's no ranked team right now that they play right. the rest of the way. I'm going to tell you this. This is what I need somebody. And when I say somebody, I'm, I need Wiggins to step up. Oh, wow. And Morsell. I'd like to see Morsell scoring, there, yeah. too. Yeah, but you know what? Morsell and, and Ayala, they are they're the players that they are. But the one that can do everything, because there's no Cowan, there's no Mellow Trimble, there's no Sticks, yeah. there's no clear-cut stupid superstar. But the person with the most ability that can affect the game in the, all sorts of different ways is Wiggins. Mm-hmm. He can score. He can defend. He can he can take a game over. But yeah. it's very frustrating to watch him play when Morsell is having a down night or he's not doing what he does. Ayala's really been the linchpin. And then, you know, Chole, I don't know what's going on there. Oh. It, it, and, uh, not even just... Uh, I forgot the other brother's name. He's playing well. But the one who has the most complete talent package is Wiggins. But he gets passive and he defers. Mm-hmm. This is your time. You yeah. play behind all those other guys. This is your time. But you're not taking advantage. And when you see a player that talented, that can do so many different things, even defensively, when he wants to, when he doesn't, it's frustrating. But that would be the biggest thing to put this team over the hump if he asserts himself as the lead dog. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I was just messaging Frank because I want Frank to go off on Georgetown. Because I was thinking as we're talking about Maryland, imagine if they were in the Big East. They would probably be almost a shoe-in because for whatever reason, I think the committee always overvalues the Big East Conference. Like, I'm watching Georgetown play Providence a couple of days ago, and I'm like, these two teams suck. (laughs) So, But but Georgetown shows flashes. That's a little harsh. Georgetown shows flashes. um, Like, what do we do with Georgetown here? Like, does Patrick Ewing kind of just – it's a COVID year. Um, He's a legend. Mm. He's – like I, th- I think so. It's his contract, I, I basically year, you know, know, no limit on it. <laughs> Outside of going question, like dude. five oh, and fifteen. And the thing is, they came off that two week stretch. They won two or three. They actually played decent. One at Creighton, close to Villanova. Yeah. Uh, and then the other night, they looked like crap against. They turned the ball over twenty four times. They I mean, turned it over twenty four times, George. Yes, my friend, twenty four times. 
Oh my god! You know what bothers me the most about that? Not going many games doing that, my friend. No, and you know what bothers me the most is when I see what Matt McClung is doing at Texas Tech. I oh know. my god, he's hitting all these games. Oh, it's, it's killing me. It's killing me because you let him. You let the young man walk right out the door, and then what are you left with? Wahab <laughs> down low. <laughs> you're not doing it you know, know. Just to see the backcourt that they had and I know that the other kid they got into whatever they got into they had to go but you do your best to keep Mac at Georgetown but the way he's playing yeah, I mean, he he has grown not even leaps and bounds he's always been talented and even for his height still but what he's doing he got ice in his veins now at, at Texas Tech. And Georgetown misses that. They need that. They don't oh, have that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Ewing is definitely one of the last of the remaining old school coaches. And I think that, that tight reign is not going to be conducive to keeping highly talented players like McClung. Right. Clearly, he couldn't take the criticism or the uh, hard coaching, so to speak. So that's like where the big uh, conundrum lies for the – New age player, right? You have to almost literally put out the red carpet for your top players and, and say, you know what? This is how it is. Because if I want to keep my job, I want to stay here. I've got to do that. And if, if, Ewing, if Ewing does get let go, that will be his, his undoing for sure. Yeah. You know how crazy that is? Because as talented as Allen Iverson was, Ewing, Morning, the Kimba, and I'm going to stay with Georgetown on this one. Uh, Big John didn't roll out a red carpet for anybody. Right, exactly. He coached everybody just as tough whether you were star. It's not a Jimmy Johnson situation where you say, I treat my stars different. No. Uh, if anything, I expect more from you. Yeah. Talented at all those guys were that John Thompson had over the years, even the David Wingates, and, you know, he coached them the same way, and they produced. He didn't coddle anybody. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's a mentality of the player, like you said, it, it's a new era. But those guys, as good as they were, you got Hall of Famers in that mix. You don't think everybody kissed Allen Amos's ass or everybody, you know, kissed Ewing's ass or, or, or Matumbo or Morning when they came out of high school? No, they probably did kiss their ass. But when they got to Georgetown, uh, Big John ain't puckering up for nobody. Right. right. right for sure. And they fell in line. And they listened to everything he had to say and coached them. And that got them to Hall of Fame level. So now you have guys dictating to what, you know, a coach is a hamstrung. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you, you can't teach strong-mindedness if your, your players just won't, they won't take it. I know, I know. They won't take it. I know. We, we, are, we are not, where are the dogs? <laughs> no more. And I think I think Dion says Dion Sanders says something very similar to that. You know, when that these kids are coming in and they're coddled and they're everything else, and everybody is kissing their ass and telling them that they just don't stink. You can't do that. I know. Expect to be a winner. I know, dude. All right, gentlemen, on that note, <laughs> we'll wrap it up here on the DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. For Chris, Jamal, and George, I'm Frank. We'll talk to you soon. See you.